This absolute perfection that is required to be in heaven is offered as a free gift. The subject matter of the Bible is history, theology, and ethics. When are those three subjects not relevant? The kingdom has come, and uh, the promises are being fulfilled, and what isn't literally visible yet will be in the future. No, our, our minds are not detached from our deep commitment to spirituality and to uh, following Christ. Jesus begins to teach on his suffering and Peter goes, no, 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 that's not what the Messiah does. And Jesus goes, oh, yes, 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 that's what this Messiah is going to do. The importance of the Bible is that it preserves the eyewitness testimonies. The theologians in the audience Sometimes there are clues to what's going on. They actually get what Jesus is doing. No one can forgive sins but God alone. So what in the world is he doing? Discipleship is not free. Eternal life is free. But discipleship costs everything. Again, a lot of those contradictions are surface. When you start to dive into a lot of what they're saying, the arguments tend to fall apart. None of the great world religious leaders None of them do anything that changes your your relationship with God in the afterlife. I think it's fair to say God doesn't send people there. He gives them the opportunity to avoid hell by uh, trusting in Christ. Someone hangs around with a teacher for three and a half years and sits in their class on a daily basis. They probably have a pretty good idea of what they taught and what they thought about themselves. It's not a question of whether it's relevant. It's eternally relevant because human beings are always in need of redemption. Go and, and look at Miriam and look at Huldah and Isaiah's daughters and Abigail and Ruth and Naomi and the list goes on. Jewish tradition doesn't say that. The Jewish tradition tries to explain how you get an empty tomb. They're having to deal with the fact that they never found the body. And when it comes to the identity of Jesus, because he's God and man, he can reconcile God and man. Our stance before God is because of what Jesus did for us, not what we're doing for Jesus. And that's what sets us free. It's spotlighting. That's just normal human practices even extended beyond Greco-Roman biographies. But once again, it's only a problem when it comes to the Gospels. Jesus' claim in front of the Sanhedrin was, you can do with me whatever you want. You can crucify me and put me to death, but God's going to vindicate me. And one day you'll be able to write me at www.righthandofgod.com. What scripture says, God says. It is in God's nature to use his daughters, to use his sons and daughters to bring about his kingdom. this unbelievable double standard to the Bible. They don't apply to their own works. Happiness is not God's ultimate good for us. Islam and Christianity have very different ideas about the human condition. After all, it's more significant to have your sins forgiven and to have Satan overthrown than it is to conquer the Romans. Happiness is not the goal. Holiness is the goal. There's no way to see forgiveness of sins. But if I say to someone who can't walk, get up and walk, it's showtime. God's life and truth were breathed into the text itself. Read the context. What's most important is that the gospel needs to go out and take root in these places. We have a faith rooted in history. And consequently, we need to use the evidence to our advantage and never be afraid of it.